1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: can you see it? did you
3: notice checked but the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser in with a shot he scores moments notice Adams arm's lift.
2: You're
0: listening to Canucks Conversations. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't I won't <laughs> cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member
2: of the Nation Network
4: Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
3: Just wave the guy and get Demco involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together.
1: <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Thurl steals. Cutting in. Shoots. Scores.
3: Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let me go.
0: Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital Ds, all one word, CONVODD. That will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is Dave Quadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Allard, high above Roger's Arena on a stormy,
3: Vancouver Thursday. What's going on out there? Is the birds? Bird watch out oh, there. Oh,
0: I was telling you. Uh, this is the Canucks conversation. Yeah. Uh, ding dong. The birds out th- Ding dong. The birds out there. I was looking. Uh, They, like, can't keep their direction. They're, like, flying, and it looks like they're going straight, and then they're just, like, you can see them getting picked up by the wind. And I know I'm explaining this poorly, but yeah. everybody's seen it. Everybody knows what I'm talking
3: about. Yeah, a lot of birds out there struggling. In- I
0: was struggling. I was walking here.
3: Yeah. Right, walking up to your front door, and I'm like getting blown back by the wind a little bit. That's the problem with being 140 pounds. It's uh, <laughs> the wind can get you at any point. You ever, you ever been on the ferry, um, like the ferry to the Vancouver Island, and uh, you ever go up on top when it's a real windy day? That's oh, yeah. that's as hard as the wind can get you right yeah. there. Well, yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt back like I my was. Head, on the ferry. By the way, back my head update, looking a little bit better today. Maybe a little more hair is helping, but when it was freshly skinned. <laughs> that uh the credit card slip that's where i get paid from nation network they swipe it through there but um it looks it looks a little bit better today okay uh, so, oh, no, never mind. If I lean back, it looks horrible again.
0: Early Whatever. on, I wanted to get to the chat because Yako Ricola, who's been a regular on the show, uh, said, wifey demands I spend more time with her and less time with Fabron Quads. So sorry, boys. I'll have to catch that's this a, one yeah. later. But that's what the podcast is for.
3: That's a business decision. That is a business decision. We we absolutely respect it. I do like Lisa's in the chat, too. Happy question mark? Yeah. yeah are we happy that it's a canucks game day today because the
0: canucks I, play today and they're tomorrow. winning tonight
3: man they are the canucks are gonna win tonight we, listen the last couple days here on the show it's been uh some doom and gloom like it looks outside right now uh the birds can't even fly we haven't been able to have some fun now let's now we're having some fun jeep says it right there as well let's talk hockey that's what i'm excited for today we are going to talk about the vancouver canucks playing it's a seattle crack and we are going to be joined uh, by John Stevens as well from the Abbotsford Canucks. They got their home opener starting this weekend, Friday and Saturday against the San Diego Gulls. We'll chat about um, a little bit of Abbotsford stuff with John, who's a great guy to talk hockey with. His dad, uh, John Stevens Sr., uh, he's been a coach in professional hockey since 1998. i got to ask him about this, because I'm doing a little bit of research before, right, uh, about his dad. Mm-hmm. And his dad played in the AHL for the 1998-99 season for 25 games then he also coached in the AHL in the 1998 99 season. So, did he play 25 games and then just went behind the bench after a bit?
0: The John Garrett special.
3: Yeah. So, we'll, we'll check in with uh, with John about that. I know he likes, uh, he does talk, like, enjoys talking about his dad, obviously. Um, and, and his brother actually played Nolan Stevens, played with John Stevens on the Utica team when that Blues and Utica mixed together. Oh, uh, yes, a few years yes. Ago. So I remember this. Um, so, we'll chat about that because. Though they're, they're brothers, they are very opposite of like the Sedine twins being the exact same player pretty much. Uh, One of them was like a, you know, John was like the penalty killer and Nolan's like the power play specialist. They played together at Northeastern too. So a very, uh, very exciting guest. I love uh, talking hockey with John. So he'll join us at about one fifteen. So excited for that. But hey, your, your camera looks good today on the stream. It looks better. I genuinely think it's because it's cloudier and darker outside. I oh, think that's okay. why. Okay, fair enough. We'll get you one of the... I got a fancy new camera here, so... A little toque um, in the back. We'll see if we can get, get you to pay... Uh, get Nation Network to pay up and get you one of these. Betway, hey. Betway, Betway.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get to it here. The Vancouver Canucks Make $6 are $6 every
3: time we say Betway.
0: <laughs> Vancouver Canucks are in Seattle tonight. To take on those Seattle Kraken. Chris, Kraken haven't had a regular season win against the Canucks. Is it Destiny? Oh, is that baby. is that
3: fueling your the Canucks are gonna win tonight, take? I, I wonder, let us know in chat. I think we've seen a little bit in chat already, but people are feeling it. Tonight's the night the Canucks <laughs> break this winless streak. I mean Seven games in, we haven't seen a win for the Canucks. It's obviously been tough times. The general manager comes out and speaks yesterday. I don't think that that's like a thing that changes the way that this team sure. is going to be looking at things. But I do think having that guy come out maybe takes a little bit of pressure off the coach, takes a little bit of pressure off the players. Um, I respect Patrick Alvin for coming out and having that conversation, even though I don't know what the heck he was saying half the damn time. He never, <laughs> my question that we ran yesterday, we saw how that went. Uh, but... I do think it takes a little bit of pressure off the coach, takes a little bit of pressure off the players. Hopefully they can go out there and play, but this Kraken team has been good, right? Like this, this Kraken team, I'm not saying that they're one of the best teams in the league, but they're, they're sitting at, I think a three, three and two record. They just beat the avalanche on Friday. 3-2, 3-2, you beat the Avalanche. That's a heck of a, a performance in that, right? They lost to Chicago 5-4 on Sunday. Jason Dickinson scored a goal in that game. Oh, yeah, he was playing good. My massage chair just went out here. Um, they beat Buffalo 5-1 on Tuesday, and we saw what that Buffalo team looked like against the Vancouver Canucks last week. Yeah. It was dominant. Yep. So the fact that Seattle beat them 5-1 to in a dominant win of their own... Well, it, it's going to be an interesting day. Do you want to get to the lines here? you want to hop right into what we what we expect to see? This is the lines that we saw at practice yesterday. We didn't have anything tweeted out today because there was some players missing. Uh, optional skate. Petters- it was an optional skate. Yeah, and Garland, you're right. Optional skate. So don't they read into skating. it. Don't read into it. No, Optional skate. Top six. Feeling pretty good about the top six tonight. Uh, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, Connor Garland on that first line. Andre Kuzmenko back with Elias Patterson and Ilya Mikheyev. Top six you feel pretty good about, right? Like, I, I'm feeling... Decent about the Canucks' top six going up against the Seattle Kraken here. I think there's a lot of skill in that top six. Pedersen's been buzzing. Uh, Kizmenko, I'll, I'll get to him a little bit later in the show. I got him in my bet way, bet of the day, feeling good about a good Kizmenko night tonight. So I, 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 I'm excited to watch Canucks play tonight, and I think that's, that's an interesting sentence to say after everything that we've gotten to at this point in the season, but I am. Like, tonight, I, I think this is the night where they can show up and actually get a win tonight. This... You know, you lose this game and you go to zero and eight. Oh man! And like, then the Penguins tomorrow, right? And that's the other thing. And back the- to back, you're you're they're going to go with Demco and we'll get to Demco later. I know we got a whole segment uh, down there managing Demco. It's a it's a Netflix special coming next week. Uh, Quadrelli is going to chat about that. But uh, yeah, we'll talk Demco a little bit later. It's going to be Demko and Jones tonight in the matchup. But I, I, you know, after everything that's happened over the past few days here, I think a couple days off for the Canucks is going to be something that they probably needed, right? Just to kind of reset everything. Hopefully, have some things calm down around this organization and go out there and just play tonight. You, you got two goals from JT Miller the other day in their last game. That's a positive sign. He's going to be back on the wing tonight, which I think he was much better in in the Canucks' last game. So, yeah, I think they win tonight. Like I do, I, I'm I'm feeling optimistic about what we're going to see.
0: Okay, I don't want to. We're not going to start the team tank talk. We're not going to start the draft talk yet. But uh, Softball jumped in the chat and said, Speaking of Dickinson, Chicago has to be rooting for a Vancouver tank and a great second-round pick. Look, lottery affects the first round. And someone pointed out to me yesterday, if the Canucks finish 32nd, I don't want to get too into this. If the Canucks finish 32nd, the new rules they can only go down three spots. So you're guaranteed a pretty good player. Like, very good player, actually. Uh, and then you're, you know, it's, it's by the standings for the rest right. of the round. 2024
3: so be... pick, though, so it doesn't matter. Oh, year. that's right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well,
0: I wanted to bring it up anyway. I had they're to bring hoping it up, they suck next year. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. So, thank you, softball for the uh, the comment. Okay, I want to touch nice on to see
3: softball. I see softball on Twitter all the time. See him in the in the YouTube chat. Don't see him or her here often. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, Lisa's asking. Yeah, we got Betway coming. I got a bet. I'm betting on the Canucks winning tonight. You
0: am- you have the Canucks winning tonight, but. I think it's almost, again, we're using the term must win. We've used it like three times and they haven't won. And we've seen the aftermath of
3: those losses. They're meaningful games in October. Meaningful,
0: meaningful games in October. And again, like it's like last year, the Pittsburgh Penguins come in. I believe it was also on a Friday night. Right. The day before, that was the day before Jim Benning got fired and the Canucks cleaned house was when a jersey hit the ice on a Friday or maybe it was Saturday. Saturday night. Sure. Saturday night, Saturday night game. Canucks got three days coming up after this. Three days. Can I off. tell a funny
3: story about this? I don't know. Sure. I think I've told this on the podcast before. But that day that everything happened, I was on the play-by-play for the Abbotsford Canucks on the Sunday, as everything is oh, coming. Oh yes,
0: down. I remember this. So, and you were like,
3: I see Ryan Johnson being spoken to. Yeah, I was like, I'm sitting, like I'm in the, I'm in the, whatever the booth there with uh, James Sabalski, and I'm doing color for the Abbotsford Canucks that game. And I'm like, oh geez, like everyone in the Canucks. Um, like uh, what am I what am i trying to say box in the Canucks box they're all like they all like got up and start moving and I'm like what, what's going on here like then I see Ryan Johnson on the phone everybody's on the phone scrambling PRs all running around and then yeah we're we're in like the first period like 10 minutes in and and everything starts breaking you know Green's gone Benning's gone all this stuff's changing Boudreaux's in and the whole like the play-by-play for that Abbotsford Canucks game I I gotta go back and watch some of it because like it basically just turned into a podcast of chatting about the Vancouver Canucks and not any play-by-play being done of that Abbotsford game. It was just like absolute madness on the broadcast with me and Seaball there. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It, like, It's hard to believe that was just a year ago. Yeah. Right? Not even. And again, we
0: got into it yesterday, Patrick Alvin's comments about the Boudreaux bump. We're not going to do it again today, but man, oh man, it's uh, it ain't pretty right now for the Canucks. And look... If you lose both of these games, and again, don't want to date ourselves too much here, but you know, we, we both, I think, both think that they are going to win against. Yeah, Mister Buster
3: Driver's got a good. Good one in the chat here. Honestly, this is the best game to win. It would be funny if we can make fun of Kraken fans and they still lose to the Canucks.
0: And they haven't won a game. They haven't won a game against yep. the... Well, the Canucks haven't won a game, but the Kraken was what I meant. Hasn't this rivalry, a man. Against, you got to yeah. build
3: up this rivalry. This is, this is a good time. The, the Cascadia clash. That, comes into the, uh, that would absolutely come into the rivalry of the Canucks like, being able to break their 0-7 streak of, of losing the start of the season yeah, that's against right. this team. This is what you need. Do not forget a playoff series. Let's break a seven-game losing streak against this team. That That's good for business. That's good for the rivalry. Rivalry.
0: That's right. And look, the Seattle Kraken, we we've talked about it, and you know, I like my Mariners, but yep. we've talked about it more so off the record, you and I, not off the record but not while we're recording. But yep. like Seattle's got a, you know, got some sports teams down there. They got more than just hockey, right? Yep. And is it? aren't the Sonics coming back soon? No,
3: don't start talking. So well, Lisa's already going to hear that. What, I'm, sa- like
0: what that. I'm saying is that they've got to compete with the Seahawks, right? right? Now they've got to compete with actually a competitive Mariners team, which I don't think they had to think about when they were uh, talking about their plans. But look, like Seattle, the Mariners, sold out. A lot of their games going down the stretch run last year. They sure. sold out their home opener. They sold out that Friday night game against the Houston Astros, yep. right, when it was starting to look like they could actually make some noise. And, look, people believe in the Mariners now. And that, look, 20-year playoff uh, playoff drought, you're going to lose some fans. Looks like they've regained quite a few. So what I'm trying to say here is clock's ticking, For the Kraken, to kind of put their stamp in the city.
3: The Kraken are putting their stamp on the city, though, man. I, I saw the crowd in that AHL game that they just played against the Outer Canucks. There was, you know... Not only just people there to watch hockey are wearing sure, like Seattle Sure, but that's their first
0: game. That's the novelty still. And that's my point. is yeah, they but had it's the, the second listen, season
3: of pro hockey No, there. listen. Yeah.
0: That's the AHL team's first game that you're talking about. I'm talking second. about it's the novelty of a new franchise. Then that's already starting to wear off no, because
3: but, but that's they didn't what expect I'm to be that bad last year. What I'm saying is like in the crowd, there's Kraken jerseys everywhere. Kraken t-shirts. They're not just showing up for the novelty. Obviously, sure. there was a lot of Firebird stuff, which is their minor league team, the Coachella Valley or whatever. But, like, the, the, they, they are engaged. Like, Seattle, the Kraken are doing well, I think, in Seattle. Like, I, I think even after one season of having, like, not a very productive um, winning season, they, they've come in, and I think they are capturing that fan base more than you think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk
3: about the lines a little bit. Okay. Before we get to uh, John, John's going to be on in just a minute here. Um, leaving the team right now uh, is former Canuck Jared McCann. But I, I'm excited tonight to see uh, Matty Beniers. I watched yeah. a lot of him in Michigan. Um, he played, obviously, with Canucks prospect, uh, Jacob Truscott, who, by the way, in his own right, ripping it up. Um, I don't know if I talk about Truscott a lot in the prospects report, but um, the Canucks, I feel like, have a stronger top six. Uh, we've said that in a handful of games so far this season as well, but this is where you need to take advantage of it, right? I mean, some young players, some players that um, – and they're they're an upgraded team, right, this this Kraken team. From what we saw last year, they are much better. Berkowski adds quite a bit. Uh, Bjorn Strand, obviously, like, you know, it's an interesting situation on how they picked up these players, but that is what you can do when you have cap space. They did improve from what they saw last year. I think they are a better team. I don't know how hard they're going to push for a playoff spot, but I mean, a lot of it is going to depend on the guy like Beniers being able to play as a top six forward. And right now be kind of used as a first line guy. I mean, this Kraken team is going to be fun to watch. We saw the speed that they had in that preseason game against the Canucks. They, they ran the Canucks out of the building. It felt like with the speed. And I think there's a lot of forwards in this group, where, yeah, they're not the big and heavy guys, but the, some of these players are, are bigger bodies that just have a lot of speed. I, I do think it's going to be an exciting back-and-forth game, and I think, you know, speaking of Betway, 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 talk about that later in the show, but I think you want to hit the over in this game. I think this is going to be a decent amount of goals, and that will probably get to you talking about Thatcher Demko a little bit later on in the show. We'll get to that as well, but tonight's uh, tonight's matchup for the goaltenders, I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. Show. I think it's going to be, a, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I think the Canucks will win tonight. I, I think they have to after going 0-7. Um, because, yeah, if they lose tonight, I think they're losing at Pittsburgh again tomorrow with the back-to-backs, but to me, it's like this is going to be a fun game no matter what. I think it's going to be a fun game back and forth, and if the Canucks show up and end up having the scoring chances that you hope they can against a team like this, I mean, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun tonight, no matter the case.
0: What a smart pickup Oliver Bjorkstrand was for this team, eh? Like, he's he's leading them. I don't know about in scoring. I read today that he's leading them now, in shots. the stats like, there, shots. Alex. Pull up the stats, Alex. He's leading them in shots, like, what a smart pickup that was for the Seattle Kraken. And again, like, you kind of expected them to make more. Yeah, with, kinda...
3: with cap space, you can do these type of things, That's right? right? I mean, and, and, you know, I think uh, Seattle obviously didn't have the season that you wanted to, to come into the league. There' are no, uh, nothing like the Vegas Golden Knights in their run, which was just ridiculous in its own right. Yeah. Um, but, but good run. And uh, Burkowski McCann leading the way right now. So, yeah. good and, stuff. Bjorkstrand with a low shooting percentage, but four points uh, on the season. But at the bottom there, Shane Wright, six fifty-one. He's a healthy scratch tonight. Free so Shane
0: Wright. Is Shane Wright getting sent back down to the OHL? Do you think? Well, yeah. I mean, because that at, that I mark's think he's coming got five right. Five or the six ten, games there. Five the ten, games? 10 game mark is the mark that you know you can't let a guy hit, or yeah. else it burns a year of his ELC. Uh, the Kraken can send Shane Wright back to the OHL. What's he gaining there? Is kind of what I come back to, right? Like. I in also, the O
3: or in the NHL?
0: In the OHL. Like, yeah, I mean, in the NHL, at least up. he's practicing with NHL guys, and he's still getting games, right? And, um, you know, the Kraken's games have been, I don't know, like I'd, I'd be curious to see how much ice time was available because he's not on penalty kill. He's not on the power play. So, you know... He's only playing even strength. Like remember, pod Colson didn't get a lot of ice time uh, at the start of last year, right? Better his than rookie six season. Minutes, though. Well, not by much. There were games where he'd play seven minutes, and that was you know I know it's not his average ice okay. time, but we're seven games in. Um, I don't I don't think it's time to say okay. Well, he's obviously going back because um, of that. We'll see what happens.
3: We'll talk okay. more Shane right in a little bit, but our guest is right here. John Stevens uh, from the Abbotsford Canucks, set to join us here. John, are you from Abbotsford Center? We talked to uh, Chase last week. He was in the stands. You're in the locker room, it looks like.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: Yeah, I'm one of the visitor roads. Thanks
3: for having me on. Absolutely, man. We're excited to get you on. I mean, a big weekend, obviously, for Abbotsford and fans out there in the Valley. Uh, What are you expecting? I I was looking at ticket sales right before uh, we started recording here and uh, looking like it's going to be another packed building. I remember home opener weekend last last year was awesome. Um, I'm expecting you to kind of be looking at somewhat of the same, just a, a full building here to open up with the Abbotsford Canucks season at home.
2: Yeah, we're all definitely pretty excited. I think last year we even had the COVID uh, restrictions, and it still felt like it was a packed house. So um, we, we love playing at home. Our fans are great, and uh, we're all excited to get going.
3: How, how comfortable are you feeling now, John? This is now, I guess, parts of your fourth season with this Canucks organization. How much does it feel like home now, just being with this uh, with this organization? Really?
2: Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, you get to know all the people in the organization, and it's uh, being here for another year. Um, we have a couple of teammates now I've, I've played with for a couple of years, so I have really enjoyed my time in the Van organization, whether it was Utica or Abbotsford, and uh, it's been a good place to call home.
0: So, with the move to Abbotsford, how have you enjoyed it? How have you enjoyed the city so far?
2: Oh, it's great. I mean, being in the uh, up here, we've been uh, our team likes to golf, and this year we've been actually getting into fishing too. So, uh, early in the year, we had some time. Uh, it's nice to explore the valley. It's it's beautiful out here, especially when it's nice out.
3: Yeah, I've lots of pictures showing up on Instagram <laughs> with these fish. Like, are you, are you a guy yeah. that got into fishing, or were you kind of like, you know, did you like to fish before you came to Abbotsford and be able to see the Fraser River and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, I did like to fish, but I've never fished in the uh, in these types. Of, I've never fished for salmon and stuff like that. But uh, Lockwood and uh, Waters are both really good fishermen, so they've been kind of showing us the way.
0: Who's caught the biggest one so far? We saw Chase Waters, uh, the salmon he caught, but who's got the biggest one so far?
2: Uh, yeah, Chase had a big one. Hey, Hammerlocks, they've both been killing it.
3: What about Vinny? I'm sure the stories must just be wild. Wh- I I did a story last year for the hl.com about fishing and stuff because I thought it was a fun story. And like Vinny probably 45 minutes straight just talking about the lobster fishing. I've seen he's been out there fishing as well.
2: Yeah, we've been giving him some slack. Uh, he talks a lot about fishing, but we haven't seen him catch much yet. So, <laughs> uh, we expect expecting a little more out of him.
3: Hey John, I wanted to ask about uh, the 2020-21 season. was was an interesting one with the Blues organization and you guys mixing together in Utica. Um, you you played obviously with your brother at Northeastern, but was it kind of uh, what was it like to be able to play professional hockey games with your brother Nolan as part of the team back then?
2: Yeah, it was really cool. Obviously, it was something we had done for three years at school, but I mean to do it at the professional level, and we ended up living together that year. So. Um, it, it was a really fun experience. And it, it all just happened pretty quick because uh, it was right before camp, their team opted out and he texted me and said, like, hey, I think we're coming to Utah. And then just like that, yeah, we week later had a place lined up and driving down there. So um, that was a lot of fun.
3: Well, your offense has kind of changed quite a bit since that season. We're seeing you put up a lot more points. But back then, like when I was watching that, it looked like you and your brother were like yin and yang. Like he was the, the power play point producer <laughs> and you were the penalty killer guy. Uh, I'm curious to, and with your dad being a professional coach, did he lean more towards defense or offense? Like, which <laughs> game did your dad like more of that season?
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I think he likes it both, and I, I think that's why we uh, we always played on a line together at school. I, we kind of uh, complemented each other pretty well. I mean, he was always more of a scorer, more of an offensive player um, growing up, and I was kind of always played more of that two hundred foot game, and uh, maybe care like or not care more but did you focus more on the defensive side of the play
3: with uh when you talk about that defensive side and that's something that i think we've seen from you uh with utica with abbotsford but well, what happened last year man 43 points in 68 games i know you like doubled your totals from your hl season before was it just opportunity or were you like actually thinking that there was big parts of your game that took big steps last season
2: I think it was a little bit of both. Obviously, there's a lot of opportunities just with the, the year, and we had a lot of guys called up and hurt, and um, there's a lot of holes in the lineup, so I, I got to play in more offensive situations. And then it uh, was something, too, that I'd been focused on where I felt like I'd played well in years past, but I thought there was a lot more to my game than I could provide. And um, just that offensive, I, could, I thought I could take another step. So it was something I was kind of focusing on coming to, into the year, and then um, the staff here and the guys I played with just did a great job kind of supporting me and, and putting me in a good spot to succeed
0: you guys have a younger group this year are you somebody that kind of you know embraces some sort of leadership role I know you're still pretty young so it's weird to get that question but you know you got a younger group you know guys got, got guys like Klimovich, Silovs all those guys um, do you kind of embrace a leadership role on this team now
2: yeah it's kind of a weird transition where you don't even realize when you're slowly transitioning to one of the <laughs> older guys on the team so I kind of find myself doing that and um, just I think a lot of our older guys kind of just go about their business but uh, we have a lot of guys that are just good pros here, so I think it's it's good to to with a young team to kind of just show guys day in day out what it takes to get your body ready and and just to be ready to play that full slate of games. So um, I guess it's something I don't really think about too much, but definitely kind of a feel that I've slid into that role.
3: How do you feel about the team this year? Obviously, last year there was you know a really good run to end the regular season. What you guys did at the end there to to get yourself into a higher playoff spot was damn impressive. Uh, and then obviously the playoffs and chatting with players and, and even Ryan Johnson about things like, obviously things didn't go your way in the playoffs. Is there a hunger for the guys that are returning to, to really make the good playoff run this year? And, and with those young guys, like how do you kind of put that onto them as well? Cause they're going to be a big part of this team getting the playoffs as well.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, we, we had a really fun run last year, but uh, when you really think about the year, it just feels like we left a lot on the table. We had a good team and uh, we didn't go nearly as far as we, we thought we could have. So, I think it's a big focus coming in. Just uh, and we do have a young team, so it'll take some time for some of these guys to adjust. But uh, we have a lot of really good guys on and off the ice. Uh, and we're just trying to focus on the detail day in day out because um, that stuff pays off. It's hard to just switch on and off, and you kind of got to build that foundation all year. Um, so it's definitely something we're focused on this year.
0: Okay, before we wrap up here, uh, you know a lot of places to eat out in Abbotsford. Have you found a place that's kind of your go-to that you've been like, wow, I didn't expect to find a place this good out here?
2: Um, yeah, we, we go to, my when my girlfriend comes out, we go to Ballast Stern quite a bit. Um really like that place um in downtown. And then, like, just the stable Cactus Club. Just be, being from the States, we don't get that uh, too often. So that's probably my staple.
3: <laughs> John, I remember last year hearing, um, was it Mikey that was living with you or Will? I remember it was one of the two.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me and Mikey were roommates last year.
3: Mikey was saying you're a big, uh... You you're big with the T 12 process, and you're big into the health thing. Do you, do you put any of that onto the, uh, some <laughs> of the young guys, or is that something that you try and keep to yourself?
2: No, whatever, guys. I, I'm pretty uh, in, into the body stuff, and I, I read the, that book last year. And I always carry around a big jug of water with me, so the guys always give me <laughs> stuff. But uh, it, it, I, I try to. But it's pretty funny because they're all they're all uh, on me all, all last year, but this year I come back, and half the guys are walking on with their own water jug. So. <laughs> To be a
0: good fit. Now, when you were living with Mikey, we chatted with Mikey actually last year about the living arrangement, and he was telling us about how he had that Jamie Oliver five uh, five ingredient cookbook. Who did most of the cooking there, and was Mikey any good at cooking?
2: Yeah, my Mikey's actually a good cook. He, he would cook a good pasta, a good pasta sauce, and I, I think we were uh, we each other well. If like, one guy cooked, the other guy did the dishes, and, and vice versa. So, we had, a, we had a good. Job.
3: Well, hey John, what? what's kind of the mindset? This is a, the last one from us here. Just the mindset you guys going into home opener weekend, this Abbotsford Canucks team, what should they be known for when you guys are at home here? What do you guys want to be known for as a hockey team, just on the ice, especially in your home barn?
2: Yeah, I think we want to be a hungry kind of fast paced team, hard on pucks. Um, and a team that just does all, all the uh, little things. Right. So, um, I think we got a decent start to the year, but we're kind of pushing to keep getting better. Um, And just you kind of play that kind of fast-paced, hard-nosed, exciting
3: game. Absolutely. Well, John, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Excited to see those green jerseys back on the ice uh, at the Abbotsford Center. They absolutely pop in that arena. And uh, I know the fans, like I said, the tickets look like they're sold out. It's going to be a blast out there on Friday and Saturday.
2: Yeah, sounds good, guys. Thanks for having
3: me. You betcha. There he is, John Stevens, joining us here from the Abbotsford Canucks, assistant captain on the team. Great guy to have around the room. Like we said, he grew up in hockey with his dad being around the game. Uh, for so long, I forgot to ask him about, hey, uh, his ask him dad about that. Uh, it was a good chat, though. Yeah, got to I'd talk you, uh, cactus to
0: club, which yeah. is a selling point. I that that further confirms what I've heard behind the scenes that cactus point, cactus point, Here we go. cactus club is absolutely a selling point for free agents. So, so don't don't talk about oh the negative media. Cactus club is going to drag this franchise out from the dirt. I'm more of an Earls
3: guy. I like the Earls stuff a little well, bit better. Same
0: owners now. And they're keeping Earls. I think it was yeah. Cactus bought the cactus owners bought Earls, but they're not getting rid of Earls and changing them to Cactus clubs. They're keeping it. I love. You know what? You go to Cactus. The happy hours are
3: hard to beat. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, they they really lean into the happy hours. Well, happy hours are the thing to go.
0: I go to Cactus. I get the you know the uh, grilled chicken sandwich. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Grilled peanut peanut allergy. Yep. Yeah, grilled chicken sandwich, not the uh, not the fried one. The fried chicken sandwich. You what, that's my biggest sandwich.
3: bugaboo in life trying to get rid of it don't order a chicken sandwich every time i go see every single restaurant i go to is chicken sandwich chicken that's why uh, i went when i went to uh joe forte's the other day shout out to them again i still waiting on that uh, free meal i still have to pay the whole thing but that's why i got the pork chop because i'm gonna in- I would, normally I get the the same thing every time. Let's get a pork chop. I don't hate Joey's, but Jono jumped in the chat and said it's better than Joey's. I, you and I, when I first moved yeah. over here, we would go to Joey's. We, we get we uh, went like a couple times. Parmesan or truffle fries, whatever yes. the ones are. Well,
0: yeah, Cactus has better truffle fries too.
3: Just really? saying, just saying. Okay, let's uh, let's get to your Demco stuff. I know you wanted to uh, dive into it here. Um, which, by the way, expected goaltenders. We mentioned it a little bit earlier tonight. Canucks and Kraken, 7 o'clock. You're going to see Martin Jones, the BC kid, who... uh, Listen, I've been chatting with Kevin Woodley. Well, you know what? I haven't been chatting with him. He's been chatting at me at the (laughs) freaking games. He won't shut up about Martin Jones having a bounce-back season. Uh, and Martin Jones, not the greatest numbers to start this year, but I mean, he has been kind of looking like the starter in Seattle this season. Uh, and Woodley says there's a lot of things that you can actually like from watching Martin Jones play. He'll match up against Thatcher Demko today. We're looking at Martin Jones's numbers in front of us here. Still letting up quite a few goals. Uh, he's had a couple of decent games, had a good game against Buffalo there. But uh, that's kind of interesting as well, looking at that that stat against Buffalo they only gave up 16 shots in that entire game. Like this, this Seattle, really, this Kraken team, like locked it down uh, against the Sabres in that one. And, and even just looking at the shot totals throughout this game, you look at this and they haven't given up more than 30 shots in a game. They're they're going to be locking things down. This is a much better team than they were last year, folks. Like they they skate well. Uh, they spend a lot of time in your offensive zone and and like Moth just said, yeah, North Van kid Martin Jones, good kid. He's uh, he's having a bounce back year according to Woodley. Yeah, he is, he is. He is. But, stats are right there. But I know you want to get to Thatcher Demko. We got Demko stats too. We'll get Alex to pull that up hey, here. Alex heesh. having a better day today too. He got his guest on there. I can I can see him smiling probably on the other end of this right now. I know Alex is having a good day when the guest uh, shows up and, and uh, doesn't have a problem. Here's Thatcher Demko stats in this season. Um, For the podcast listeners. It ain't good,
0: folks. It's bad. Thatcher Demko is playing below average right now. We never thought we'd say this. Now, he well, put up his the, the highest. Answer,
3: can I get this right off Because I'm going to let you do your goalie rant. You can do this for seven minutes. My throat's already getting sore. He's given up at least three goals in every game. Right? Unfortunate setup. He's given up six against uh, Washington here. But um, I'll let you have your time with Demko here. I'm going to take, uh, take my, my throat spray here.
0: Alex, I, I don't know if you have it, but the napping Faber, just fill his camera with that. That'd be yeah, great because I'm going to get mode, started yeah. here. Uh, I'm going to get started. I got my throat
3: spray here. Tough. I hope people can't tell. I got a bad, tough little throat today.
0: Yeah. As you spray your throat. I've been camera. snoring
3: up a storm late at night and I don't know what's going on here. In my throat. I got to get the CPAP. We C-Pap. talked about, we I know did that, talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Then I go and look at CPAPs. They're 1600 bucks. Well,
0: hey, before you do that, remember the listener that said, once we start exercising, it might help. I snore a lot, too. Maybe i got to get back in the gym. I'll go with you. November. I'm
3: starting November 1st. Yeah. I'm going with okay, you. Demko. We'll okay, Demko. What do you got? Yeah.
0: Let's talk about Thatcher Demko. Alex, get up the sleeping Faber cam. Uh, let's talk about Thatcher Demko because, folks, Thatcher Demko is getting the start tonight in Seattle. The Vancouver Canucks haven't decided if they're going to go back to him tomorrow or if they're going to give Spencer Barton a start. Now, this is a flawed thing for a couple of reasons, and I'd say the biggest one is that Demko hasn't quite had his A game yet, but that's—I don't even want to say it's the biggest reason because there's multiple reasons here. And as you can tell, I don't have anything written down, folks. So I'm going to rattle this off off the top of the head because I don't like to write things down uh, when I'm, you know, reading them on air. But that's your Demko gets to start tonight. The biggest problem that I have with this, Chris, is that. Thatcher Demko last season, you know, he didn't break down, like he was very adamant that it wasn't a result of playing too much, but you don't want your starter to play as much as the Canucks needed Demko to play last year. I understand that they had just had two days off and that there's three days coming off after coming, yeah, three days off coming up after this back to back. I understand all that. I I completely get that. And I understand that's probably part of the thought process. And again, they haven't actually decided to start, uh, Martin tomorrow or Demko tomorrow. They haven't announced it yet. But for them to say that they haven't decided yet, and that is day-to-day, they've added tomorrow's starter to the day-to-day list, knock on wood, of course, uh, but they said it was day-to-day, that decision to um, you know go with Demko or go with Martin. you got to let your backup play. We saw last year when the Canucks were in a position where they thought they had to win every game, and let's be yeah. honest, they did, where they couldn't trust Jaroslav Halak at any point. I'm not saying that this is what caused it, but not playing a lot and having a lot of stops in between games isn't good for any goaltender and it's hard to get into a rhythm. Now that being said, I did chat with Spencer Martin ahead of this season just about, you know, you've seen how the backups get used here, you know, are you do you feel like you're well equipped to handle multiple days off and you know weeks off in between games? And he said Look at what I did last year in Abbotsford, right? Like when he was in Abbotsford, he got like three starts through the first two months or whatever it was. He he went long stretches of time without playing in any games. I'm not saying that that's justification. I'm just trying to provide all the parts of this story here. I still have a problem with it at the end of the day. Now, I think the biggest problem is that it shows a distrust in Martin, right? Canucks have two points on the season, folks. One of those points came in a Spencer Martin start. Ask me how many of those have come in Thatcher Demko starts. How many points have come in Thatcher Demko starts? One. How many many points are left on the board in Thatcher Demko starts? I'm not even trying to turn this into a ripping on Demko thing because it's the last thing I want to do. But let's be honest here. We've talked about it. The fans can see it. The analytics are showing it. Demko hasn't had his A game yet. Now, that being said, had his best start of the season, both statistically and eye test, wherever you want to call it. Uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes, believe he had a 923 save percentage, maybe 924 in that start against the Hurricanes. Canucks played better in front of him, but Demko was also better. He was giving them some saves that he just wasn't making through the first six games of the season. He was, you know, poised to seal them a win, but again, Carolina is such a good team, right? And again, it shows how far the Canucks are, how far off they are from being able to actually compete with contenders and contending teams that even when their goaltender is on, they still couldn't get the win, right? And I'm interested to see what they do in Seattle tonight. Again, I've said it for the past three days. The turnaround's coming. I'm with you that it comes tonight. Like, I think Demko and Net, it comes tonight. Now the problem becomes this team looking at it and saying, oh, Demko's back. You know, let's start uh, let's start riding him again and getting some wins here. Let, let's string it together and, you know, play the wheels off him again. You're going to hurt Demko. And again, I, I don't want this to turn into a, oh, well, Demko deserves better than this, blah, blah, blah. Spencer Martin's someone else to think about here, right? Like, give Spencer Martin some starts. He's done nothing to not earn himself some starts. And again, Softball even jumped in the chat here and said, why not showcase Martin as a prospective trade chip? Sure, whatever you want. Like, you know, Jono jumped in and said, let's get Silovs in there for the memes. I'm okay with that. Silvos. Silovs, they did it right. I know you're right. Silvos, yeah. I know.
3: Um, That's the memes.
0: My point, Chris, my point is that Thatcher Demko getting this start tonight is fine in a vacuum because they're probably going to win this game. And yeah, again, and like
3: two days off. Might
0: know? be, yep, yeah, two days off, three days coming up. I understand that. I still don't like the idea of back-to-back starts for Demko this early in the season. Like, what it really comes down to, Chris, the biggest problem is that they're playing for their season seven games into the year. If the Canucks yeah. are whatever, like 3-3 three and three or 3-3-1 three, three and one or whatever it is, if they've got some wins... Simcoe's not playing a back-to-back. Like, it's not even a question. So, again, this all goes back to my belief that even if they turn this around, you shouldn't be using it as fuel of being like, okay, let's buy in and let's let's run it back again next year.
3: Yeah, because you know what? Like, to me, a real big way to bounce back, and listen, I don't I don't think, that, like, it's going to be very tough for the Canucks to bounce back into a playoffs, But bouncing back off of an 0-7 if you're able to get a win tonight against the Seattle Kraken with Thatcher Demko and then come back the next night and get a win against the Pittsburgh Penguins if with your, with your backup in net, that does a lot for the morale of the team. If that's, I think Absolutely. that does more for the team if it is, you know, instead of Demko going back to back and relying on a lot to a lot on your goaltender already this early in the season, like he said.
0: And Sterling Wilson jumped in the chat and said, announce the rebuild and stop taxing Demko. It goes back to being in this weird limbo of win now or rebuild. And it's true. It's absolutely true, and we're not getting into this today. It's a game day. Yeah, we're not happy day into today, it,
3: but... Sterling. Nice try.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, we're not well, getting no, into it. That would
3: be actually, If you know what, if the letter came out saying, this is what I said, you know, I said, I stand by what I said yesterday. If something came out and announced that this is the way that the team's going, here's the plan, I'd love that. And lock, I think that would be the best news.
0: Lock in the crease, Giftmaster General, jumped in the chat also and said, Daryl Sutter's starting Vladar once a week, even with Jacob Markstrom on his roster. Load management matters, folks. And I understand the Canucks need to win these games. I understand they're playing for their season somehow seven games into the year. I understand Bruce Boudreaux might be coaching for his job, right? Like, he doesn't have a contract beyond this year. Not even in this context of... Oh, well, he might lose his job now. Because I, I don't get the sense the Canucks want to make a move no, with the coach. So. Again, I don't think anybody in the market really wants that, to be honest with
3: mm-hmm. you. Um,
0: you know, there might be some. Just to
3: clarify, and we have someone in the chat saying, like, you're fine with Demko going tonight, right? But uh, no matter what, it should be Martin tomorrow, especially this early in the yeah. season in my eyes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Get Martin his starts. Get him the reps. Like He didn't play poorly in that loss against Columbus. He was fine. He had one mistake that resulted in a goal. Mm-hmm. One. He was fine. Yeah. He's I don't no, want to. He's no Colin to Leah. I'll tell you that. Delia. 700 goals. You Whatever. said. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to get into the rebuild talk, but no, not I, today. I do have some thoughts on this. All I want to say is national media jumping in and being like, this market can't handle a
3: rebuild. It's Give been wild break. to see. Listen, normally when we wrap up this show, I'm not a big fan of uh, Tim, and, uh, Tim and Friends now it's called. Yeah. But it's always on at two o'clock. So I put it on the TV normally as I'm like cutting the clips and stuff. It's been interesting to watch the Canucks be the lead story in hockey. It's just, it sucks that this is what it's taken. It'd be cool when the Canucks are like a fun team to watch and things are going good to actually have them even mentioned on some of these sports net shows. Uh, but they are the top story for everything right now. So um, at least you can look at that as a positive. The Canucks are being talked about by the national media for once. That's great.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeep jumped in the chat said, it's hard to be too critical of Demko in the forwards, except Miller, when our D has been so terrible. I tell you, Jeep's fully, having a good
3: day in the chat. Well,
0: hang on. Hang on. I want to respond to this because I fully agree. Like, I fully agree that these losses aren't on Thatcher Demko. All I'm saying is he hasn't played at his normal, way above average level, and I think he's about to do it. Like, I think we're about to see Demko turn it around, and I think he's about to start doing it. So I think that's what my issue is, Chris, because you're kind of, one, counting on that. And two, you're saying this is the only thing that's going to save our season. But that's what got you here in the first place. Relying on this goaltending is the problem for this team right now. And again, Mm. we're not getting into it. We're not getting into the Bedard talk today. I'm done. You you give us the Betway wrap of whatever we talk about. Brian's pushing.
3: Brian's pushing for it. He wants to. Uh, he wants to go down that road. Hamster wheel talking. Vancouver Generals. He's he's trying to push us into we'll, the. We'll not do today. It again. We're having a good day. We're talking hockey, baby. Yeah. Canucks and cracking seven yep. o'clock. Canucks cracking. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Penguins tomorrow. We'll have
0: stuff to say tomorrow, folks. We're here. We're here tomorrow, and then we'll be back on Monday to recap it all. Yeah. Uh, tell okay. you what,
3: tomorrow if they lose tonight, oh man, we're coming at it yep. tomorrow again. Prospect. Prospect report, and uh, you do Betway. <laughs> A little cough there, so I'm working through things over here. So I get this, gotta get this CPAP going. All right, not a lot of prospect stuff today. Elias Patterson ended up playing uh, in in the SHL again. I'll tell you what, this kid, he just got named to uh, the four season. Did I talk about this yesterday? Did I talk about this four nations. Elias Patterson, he's going to be playing there. Uh, so excited for that. He got some SHL minutes today for four minutes and forty four seconds last time I checked, but that was late in the third. He might have got a couple more minutes, but. Just just good to see Patterson get a chance to play. I like when he goes, like, he, he'll play during the week a little bit with the SHL team. Then he'll go back down to J20, play, like, 28 minutes a night. Uh, no, Matt took two tests. I'm all good. Um, but uh, just watching him be able to play in the SHL is obviously a huge win. Uh, and then getting that J20 minutes is is great to see. I don't think I have any. Oh, no, I do have a little, uh, little prospects thing for you. Season opener for Harvard tomorrow. So uh, this is, you know, they've they've been playing a lot of exhibition and preseason kind of stuff. This is when they actually start to kick things off. It'll be a big tell to see where Koskenvo sits because, like, it was, like, weird in the first exhibition game. He's the third goalie, and then he starts the second game, then he starts, and he's back up for another. So they've really been... I think testing out all the three goalies that they have at Harvard this year. So for the season opener, it will be interested to see if he's the starter. That would be huge. I don't really expect it. Uh, what I'm hoping is that he's the backup and are they will kind of push for some spots uh, for some starts down the road as he's playing, but not a lot uh, to get to in the prospects report. It was a slow day. What, Thursdays are normally pretty slow because they'll get going on Friday with some Al Svenskin tomorrow. Uh, and I'm keeping an eye on Lucas Forcell, who was loaned to the Al Svenskin League, um, to see when he gets into the lineup for his new team uh, and see how many minutes he plays in Al It should be quite a bit uh, and a good opportunity for that kid. All right. Bet way, bet way, bet way. Here we go. I got uh, three bets today. Lots of them. Lots of bets coming up here. Um, some prop bets. Also, like I'm saying, when we've been riding with it, I feel like the Canucks are going to win, okay? I think the Canucks are going to win 4-3, plus 2,500 on the uh, on the bet for that. Um, so you know I'm a big score guy, right? You know I like to guess the score never get it right, but plus 2,500, take your bet there. Uh, I also think Andre, because going to score first at plus 1,600, love those odds as well. Um, I think him playing with Pedersen, him getting a chance on PP1, plus sixteen hundred is a very generous give here on the player scoring first and it's not first of the Canucks to score, first in the entire game. So they gotta score. Then the final one I like, this is probably your your most your best chance at actually uh actually hitting uh is Elias Pettersson to score uh at any time uh and the Canucks to win. So at, that's a plus two eighty five betway betway bet way 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 so those right. are my bets today.
0: Great job. You know what I'm looking at right now? EC Lions tickets.
3: I just bought Lions tickets this Are you going to the playoffs? Yeah, I told you this. Oh, why did I not I completely I missed that. Which, no, I know you, you were, didn't tell me that. Yeah, I told you and then you and then literally when I told you right before the show started you said you looked I said it and you looked over at me and you said I got to go pee. I said, "Okay." All right, you can tell I,
0: I don't, don't remember at this at all. I was I working? was I in the middle of
3: working? No, I just we were chatting, chatting, chatting okay. and then you I said it and you said I got to go pee. All right, whatever. We'll yeah, Well, I it bought up tickets. There. I'm in uh, I'm in the the party zone. You were in the party zone last time. I think that's where I'm going to try and go again. Yeah, that's they're, gonna be they're not that bad. They're like 40 bucks or something. Oh, so it's, it's all really, really fairly priced.
0: I I think they're going to start selling in the well, Upper Bowl. Well, they were, I'm actually waiting for are the too. Upper Bowl. Are you going to go Upper Bowl?
3: I think so. Yeah. I mean, you get an opportunity. The, the only I've been in Upper Bowl. Or no, I haven't been there. But I've been there when it's open uh, for Rugby Sevens because it opens up. They get enough people in their Rugby Sevens, it goes up. Mm-hmm. Jono's got his tickets. It's going to be fun. I like the support for. Uh, for the, uh, for the Canucks team here. Or, I mean, the, the local team here, the, the Lions. Yeah, Cucks the Cucks, Cucks are hoping
0: to get some support soon yeah, I don't here. Know about that. Uh,
3: okay, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, for my co-host, Oh, No, no, no. What? What? Quickly here. Big game tonight, man. Wrap it up on that? No. What's your score prediction? I said 4 3.
0: I have mean, score prediction.
3: Anybody in uh, the chat, score prediction. Do the Canucks win tonight? 5 2,
0: Kraken. Oh, geez, man. If I have to predict the score. We're supposed, I, to, have, I we're could supposed see, to have fun here today. On this I could show. see the Canucks winning, but I'll still say five two, uh five two Kraken. Also quickly my, get it in my, the my girlfriend's guess, watching guess in the chat. My girlfriend's watching and she just texted and said no upper bowl, so I guess I'm not sitting upper bowl.
3: Yeah, my fiance she doesn't want to sit upper bowl. Yeah, I don't know what I, this is about. I've only gone to Canucks scenes with my fiance and been in the lower bowl. She hasn't like top, upper bowls not it upper bowl's good too. It's a different view yeah, of the game. It's,
0: it's a fine yeah. They, they don't know.
3: I was Upper Bowl, Game 7, Canucks, Blackhawks, Slay the Dragons. That's best right. seats I've ever sat in right there. Yeah. Great view of uh, of Burroughs jumping up.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, our technical producer, Alex Lard. My name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation.
3: Tonight's the night. Canucks win.
0: Woo! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation.
1: Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?